Welcome to the last episode of the first season of my podcast, Love Your Future Self. Today's guest is Rachel Takiti. Rachel is going to talk about her experience in nursing school and how it's forced her to face her social anxiety head on and how she's grown not only socially, but emotionally and about her different struggles with things like confidence and independence after high school. This has been an extremely rewarding experience for me, this whole podcast. So thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Rachel Takiti. Hi, Rachel. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Glad to be so, here. Yes, I'm glad to have you. That brings me to my first point. We have not talked in a pretty long time. We caught up last week. Yes. We're all caught up relatively yes. as much as we can be. But mm-hmm. to give a background on a relationship, you were a freshman when I was a senior in high school and we became friends. And then after I graduated, I mean, we didn't really talk as much, didn't really see each other as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if we really kept up any kind of relationship really after I graduated, which is not out of the usual, yeah, but just... you actually reached out to me and you were like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, oh my gosh, hi, Rachel. So here yeah. we are. We rekindled the flame. It's more exciting than ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And it's kind of like weird to talk to you going from remembering you as a freshman, a little 13, 14 year old to now as a right. 20, 21 year old. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know so much. (laughs) My brain has grown. (laughs) Do you remember anything about how we first met? How we first met? Oh no, I'm so bad at memories like this. I know we were talking about like our art class that we were in together Mm -hmm. and that's my most prominent memory is I think our shared art project which was um, a monstrosity and a gift to the world at the same time. How dare you? That was beautiful. <laughs> but do you remember? Of course, I remember. And oh. I'm gonna see. Once I bring it up, you may remember. But at least my first memory of you was I kind of knew Becca because she's just more outgoing of you two. And you guys were at a soccer game, and I played mm-hmm. soccer. You were at your probably your brother's game, and mm-hmm. it was either before or after our game. And I went up to the stands to watch and I just saw you standing there and I was talking to Becca and you were like cold and maybe had a blanket on and I had sweatpants on. Also, side note, always wear shorts under your sweatpants because you never know what's going to happen. True. Whether it's getting pantsed or you just need, you just get too hot or you need shorts. Or just, someone needs your pants. Yeah. And that's what it was. I was like, hi, you look cold. Do you want my pants? And I took my pants off. And I gave them to you, but I don't remember if you wore them. Do you have any oh, recollection of this? That's so nice of you. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I was hoping you would remember <laughs> that you just immediately gave me your pants as soon as yes. we met. That's great. I love that. I'm glad that you remembered that. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure I wore them. them. I was a grateful person. I think I you actually am. did wear them. I think you took my. I would be like, ew. Like, I think I would just like went with it if someone was handing me an article of clothing. (laughs) But yeah, I was like mid conversation with Becca and I looked over and not even knowing who you were, seeing you were cold and indeed. And I said, ma'am, 
would you like my pants? And I took them off because I, I think you said, yes, I will take your pants. And it just, I was like, oh my gosh. Taken aback. You didn't think oh. I was going to say yes. Steal my beaten heart. This stranger agreed to take my pants and was not offset by that. I don't know how much better this relationship could get. Yeah, the rest was history. We just clicked from the get-go. Yeah, so that's, that's what happens sometimes when you offer strangers pants. But yeah, just those acts of service, you know. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, help them in need. True. But you did return the pants. You were not like one of those people who stole the article of clothing I left you. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm good about that, and I wash it so it's like you know that some love was given to it, and then it's <laughs> like I'm I'm very much live by leave things better than when you found them. So mm, yeah, and we were I think as we mentioned before, we were in art together as a senior. I was in art one because you kind of needed to graduate, so I was just in this class with a bunch of freshmen, and you were always very quiet and very good at art, and I was like her the pants girl the chosen come one be. <laughs> exactly <laughs> come be my art buddy and you helped me with a lot of my assignments and I discovered I was kind of good at art and you also helped and we whenever we needed partners it was you and me yeah we were inseparable it was great we found out that you had some creative bones laying around I didn't Got know you to utilize them yeah I was just traumatized from like middle school art where you're forced to draw things in a certain amount of time and high school art was just so laid back and like yeah draw whatever you want you got a sketchbook this week okay get it in by Friday yeah shading I can do that (laughs) you're a little cube you're just forming you're (laughs) coming to the realization that you're just an artiste in that moment (laughs) yes I felt so well-founded just so like a part of me was missing before I learned how to shade properly yeah I really did it that's a great memory honestly just like the wonder of like having to buy a sketchbook for art for the first time because like you just get the old box of crayons when you're in middle school right and it's just like do whatever do whatever you got to do but getting my first sketchbook and learning how to shade a sphere Mm. top tier moment (laughs) I guess wow it was great so inspiring I peaked in that moment words to live by <laughs> but yeah it was after we kind of started talking in art we started talking in the hall we started hanging out more and then as any friendship does kind of after high school it either sticks or it doesn't and at the time mm-hmm. it didn't but here we are now gosh darn it seven years later <sighs> so there we go. Rekindling the flame. Wow. Almost a decade. That's okay, crazy. Let's not push it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me feel older than I actually am. Apologize for that. You did say I look the exact same, which did mm-hmm. make me feel better. Mm-hmm. To look like a high schooler. What and here you, you are still wearing Columbia gear. It's like a day oh, hasn't always. even passed. <laughs> and it's soccer gear. A day hasn't passed. I'm always there. But you're also there occasionally too because you help Becca coach some volleyball. Mm-hmm. So how have you been enjoying that? It's good. I always like reasons to bond with my twin, obviously, because we're getting older. So it's not like we're just like glued to each other like we used to be. So any opportunity to hang with her now that she has discovered that I am a likable person. 
as well as a sibling has been nice. So I think our relationship's great, stronger than ever, I would arguably say. It's a good experience to, you know, have a project together and see it through um, and seeing how much they learned. I can understand the allure of teaching someone something. Not that I could be a teacher knowing myself, but it was a good experience, I would say. Yeah, that's definitely why I stick around coaching. It's just that experience of teaching something and watching them apply it in a Mm -hmm. real situation. And you're like, I taught you that and you did it right because you worked at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. It's gratifying for sure. It's so gratifying. Anyway, kind of the next thing we like to talk about here is uh, one or two traits we admire about each other. Um, I can go first if you like. Again, we haven't chatted in a while, but something I really always admired about you, at least in high school, was one, your artistic ability. I mean, girl, Mm -hmm. can you draw and you just see the world in such like a weird way and that's so good and I love it. And you were always, I mean, as a freshman, you don't have the most confidence, which is natural, but you Mm -hmm. were always very quiet. And even though you were quiet, I felt kind of pulled to you like even though you were quiet you had somewhat of a gravitational pull to you you're like that girl's interesting and I can tell oh that's so nice oh my god my art in high school like I was just like I don't know if I was just emo or misunderstood but I just specifically remember like you know when your art would just get put up when it was good right Mm -hmm. like sometimes you get a little showcase moment I remember walking by during a basketball game and the opposing team some parents were looking at the showcase and of course my art that was being shown was literally just a zombie with half its face gone (laughs) because that's what I was into in high school I guess and the parents said wow that kid must be really demented (laughs) and I'm like I was low-key proud I was like you know (laughs) <laughs> and it was exposure. probably the weirdest one up there too yeah true it was eye-catching you know mm-hmm. all the other butterflies just... yeah you were up there every week I mean you're just <laughs> again so talented well thank you I appreciate that okay let me go because I, I have one okay I think what I always liked about you and I still like this about you seeing as we literally hopped on zoom and talked for what two hours after Mm. not seeing each other you have a very warm presence and what I mean by that is that I wasn't ever worried about impressing you or like what you thought of me like you were just always very welcoming and like we could walk into a room and not know anyone and you're like these are all my friends like here welcome come come into the circle you're just like so welcoming always like was staying true to myself with you I feel like because you always made me feel assured in who I was and what I was bringing to our relationship which I appreciated a lot more than you know I think from when we were thank you that's so nice that's so good to hear that's all I want in life is you know how it is to walk in a room and be like oh my god everybody's looking at me and nobody's looking at you but right just to feel pressured and gosh that means so much thank you I'm glad I could make you feel that way Uh, anyway gosh (laughs) welling up a little bit (laughs) it's always interesting to hear what people think about you Uh, that's why I I always ask Right. How often do you just like ask, like, what, what do you think of me? What do you think of how I am in our relationship? Yeah. 
So it is interesting. I'm going to call out all my friends now. <laughs> Tell me what you think like, of me. How <laughs> do you even like me, Brett? <laughs> but yeah, I've asked that question a lot on here. And it's just so interesting to hear what people think of you, like genuinely and honestly. I mean, you can talk crap about me too if you want. If you don't like something about me, please tell me and I will either deal with it or not care. So imagine this turns into a roast. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, uh, all my friends join the Zoom call and they're like, you suck. <laughs> then oh I'd God. shed different tears. Yeah, that's how I would react. Like, <laughs> I would be like, uh, hey, you're actually supposed to say nice things too. So, like, I'm sensitive, so I need some compliments, please. <laughs> Always nice to get a compliment, and sometimes you just don't casually bring up compliments. You're not like walking and having a conversation. You know what? You look great today. I've been trying to become more of one of those people because people love, like, when I get a compliment, I think about it for the rest of the day. You know, mm-hmm. I like just something small. So I'm like kind of awkward in public, but. If I do notice something, like I will just openly give compliments. But I think not even just strangers, just people like that are close to you, um, understanding that they're appreciated, I think is something that you should bring up often, which I've been trying to do more. Just like, hey, like, I appreciate you. Thanks for checking in. I think that's very valuable in a relationship. Oh, most definitely, especially now when you have to try a little harder and go a little further to stay in contact. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't like I'm not notorious for giving the most effort in those kind of things like I'm a terrible texter I my phone is just a meme machine and that's it that's all I pay attention to it for <laughs> but like how we started talking again it's just like I listened to your podcast and I really enjoyed it and I think that you should know that well even just a few people I was so happy. It was literally like a blast from the past. Rachel Dakini yeah. texted you and it says, please, I like yes. I was like, you? <laughs> Me? You're like, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> Basically. I'm like, this girl still has my number. Seven years. What a later. fan. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. We made it. And thank you for reaching out. Cause I don't know if I would have. And that's yeah. not an insult to you. It's just Yeah, it just happens. It's not like negative by any means that's just how it goes when time passes so on here we uh tend to talk about things that are either bothering you or bothered you in the past or something you know you just are excited to talk about but one thing I did want to bring up is the fact that you were almost done with nursing school how has it been going from nursing school in person to now online because that's already a big shift everybody's been having with college in general but nursing is pretty much a hands-on experience Mm -hmm. and it's probably an interesting time to be in nursing school right now yeah definitely very interesting luckily we're at a point where we're not needing as much to be in the hospital we're kind of hitting our last stride and I think we are going to be in the hospital for our last portion which is good but definitely different in that we used to have patients we used to see and talk to them and talk about our days in that sense and now we just get on zoom and all we have is like the experiences that other people are sharing with us right like we're not gaining any new knowledge so we kind of have to reflect and learn in that way I think the most difficult thing for me though would just be accountable 
being in a class setting, like you're absorbing some knowledge, right? Like you're getting lectured at. Now it's just a video you have to watch and you have to make yourself watch it. And it's hard to hold yourself accountable in that sense and just make yourself get it done because you're essentially taking your learning into your own hands and right. You could ignore it, but you also have boards to take at the end of the day. So that's looming over all of our heads and being launched into this very weird time. It's definitely been interesting and you see who's prepared and who's not, which I think has been interesting as well. Are you nervous about going in the hospitals in a couple months here? Um, yeah, somewhat. I mean, I'm grateful for the vaccine. Obviously, that has given people a lot more hope and something to look forward to, a reason to, you know, keep everything going and such. I mean, I'm not one to back away from anything like that. I think when you get into nursing, you have that sense of duty where this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be exposed to these things and that's just part of the job. You do have to decompress from that every once in a while. Thankfully, I'm not in the field right now where you're just seeing people say goodbye and there's not much you can do. But there have been a lot of things that have been heavy where you just have to take a moment for yourself and decompress and sort of just maybe vent to someone or just take extra time for yourself. Because I think when I get emotionally exhausted from that type of thing, it's actually physically fatiguing. Like I can't do much else until I just really take time to just let go of everything that's happened and the stress that I have. And what do you do to kind of let that go? I mean, it's such a lot going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, just kind of doing stuff like when you're in a relationship, let's say like you're, you're always thinking about stuff that are going to make that other person happy. Right. But when you look upon yourself, you do have a relationship with yourself. So you kind of have to cultivate that. Like remember things that I like to do, take time to do stuff that you enjoy hobbies that you have and not all hobbies have to be lucrative we have to remember. So just doing stuff, even if you might not be that good at it, I play some video games that I'm absolutely terrible at, but it's something that I enjoy and it just helps me take a step back from everything that's happening. And just remembering that that time isn't time wasted, even if you're not doing something that's, well, productive or for school or for work, whatever it might be. I think a lot of people get caught up in I haven't done anything all day. Like I'm so worthless. But if you're taking time for yourself, that's not, that's not time wasted to me. See, I get that way all the time because I also love escapism. That's just how I deal with my stress, whether it's Netflix, whether it's video games, whether it's reading comic books, just escapism to some Mm -hmm. other reality besides my own brain is how I get my giddies. And sometimes, you know, you're just sitting in front of a TV or a computer for eight hours and you don't know it. You're just living that Sims 4 life or that right. Sims life, you know, just tending to somebody else's needs virtually. And you think, wow, this Sim has more going on than I do. Maybe I need to relook at my life. <laughs> no, this is a game. We're here to escape whatever problems. We'll deal with those later. Just take this minute or hours for yourself. Right. It's definitely important to just take time, take time for yourself. 
and not compare yourself to what other people are doing like how you said like oh my sim's so successful but that can be in real life too especially with nursing like these people are so competitive like these are all type a personalities who have never gotten a b in their life it's like yeah they're all smart right that's how they got here that's how they've made it this far but you can't worry about what other people are doing just um think about what you have to offer I don't think people recognize what they have to offer. They just see, oh, they're so smart. Like, they're so beautiful. But, you know, look in that mirror and tell yourself that you're beautiful. Give oh, yourself those me. affirmations. I tell myself oh, all the time. Oh, I know you do. You have, a, <laughs> you have a great relationship with yourself. I also admire that about you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, sometimes. But most of the time, also, there's that other voice in your head that's like, you're dumb. I mean, everybody has those two kind of yin and yangs. Mm -hmm. Um, just hopefully you have a healthy balance when it comes to that I think that's what I've been struggling with the most because right now I talked about this before I didn't go to college so I don't have a degree so when I'm looking for jobs it's like oh I don't check that box I don't check that box okay I guess I'm not the person for this job even though I might be passionate about it right and what you don't have in whatever four years you would have gotten a degree in you have experience, right? So maybe someone like me, I've not worked, I worked in a nursing home, not worked in a hospital, like who's been an aide and has that experience, they're also offering something, right? So experience is also something that you have to recognize. And I think you're a very hard worker. It is hard because they are basically judging you on paper, right? Mm. And they don't know who you are, but just always remembering the good stuff that you have to offer too I think is important yeah and I find myself when I'm looking for jobs again I don't know what I'm looking for and all the jobs that I've had I've enjoyed but I don't know if I've necessarily enjoyed the job as much as I've enjoyed the people so mm -hmm. I feel like when you're looking for a job you just because if you talk about your dream job or when people ask like what's your dream date that you want to go on I'm like I just want people who are nice and having a good time and nice to be around to make the experience better like if I had my dream job would it be any better if there was just crappy people who are always in bad moods no it would be miserable so I would just, just find me a job where people are happy and nice but what is that what even is that I don't know you, you let me know if you find it because I'm oh, signing up for that job too <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck with nursing finding a place where everyone's happy that might not be uh yeah, environment's definitely rough. You definitely see that as a student as well. The experiences you have where some people literally don't want to teach you anything and they're like, you're a student, like, please get away from me. <laughs> and then like, it's weird to me because those people were students once too. So it's like, you understand? So why, why are you acting this way? So that can be a little... I think my very first clinical, I was just like, why did I sign up for this? Like, what am I doing? Because all of these nurses, you have to get reports. You have to go ask about your patients and they'll tell you about it. Sometimes, sometimes they won't. In this case, we stood there and we asked questions and were directly ignored. Like, it was like we weren't even in the room. And mind you, this isn't me. I've been through however many clinicals now. Like, I understand that not every nurse wants me. Not everyone wants to talk to me. That's fine. This is me just deciding that nursing is what I want to do. And this is my first experience in a hospital. It was 
rough going for a little bit, but not everyone's going to be welcoming to you. So you just make your mark on people who appreciate what you're doing. And that's hopefully your patience, you know, and I'm sure you can understand that even if not everyone is appreciating what you're doing, there are people that do. And that's what you have to focus on. When did you get so wise, Rachel? <laughs> Jeez Louise. <sighs> wow. I need a co-host in Rachel. <laughs> I would love to. I would sign up for that job immediately. That would be so well, fun. You won't get paid, but it's you'll okay. get paid it's with time a, with me. That's what, good enough what for is me. more valuable? Not much. Quality time. Do you want to talk about kind of why you chose to get into nursing? Sure, yeah. So at first, I guess what I would just rattle off to everyone is that, well, my mom's been a nurse for 30 years, so that's just kind of in the family. Like, that's what I want to do. And when I sat down in an interview and actually gave that answer, the interviewer was just like, well, that's like all good and well, but like, why are you here? That's your family. But like, what is it that you want to be here for? So that kind of did make me reevaluate a little bit. I know you just talked about how you like a good environment of good people. I think that is a big part of it, just connecting with people. Nursing is unique in that there is a lot of vulnerable time with other people, right? This They're going through a lot and they will obviously remember this event and they'll remember you and how you treated them. So I do enjoy connecting with people in that way. I'm not someone that wants like 20 patients where I'm just throwing pills at them and then running away. I want to know about those people and what obviously brought them here and about their lives. You know, I'm someone who likes to use comedy to cope sometimes. So some people find me funny when I'm taking care of them. Some people don't. That's just the nature of it. But making people smile in that way, I think is nice. One of probably the best moments that I've had is just people, not that being appreciated and being understood is like the best part of it, but just doing the little things when you're taking care of someone and just seeing the relief even for a moment or just like simple joy that you can bring them in a, in a bad situation, I think is really gratifying and part of it. And just that connection you form with them over the time that you take care of them. I think it's really valuable. I think it's a good experience, I would say. Yeah, I see your point. I mean, again, that's kind of, we talked about it before. That's also another aspect of coaching and why people enjoy that too. You see someone through difficult times, you're seeing them every day and really teaching them new things and helping them through new things. And I mean, you get that with nursing and I can understand that. That's what I have appeal for. And it's just nice to be with someone during that time. Yeah. So I actually have a question for you. So obviously, I know. Are you surprised? I actually am. I don't think anybody's (laughs) asked me a question. So with coaching, teaching, those are similar, like, but not the same, right? Mm -hmm. You have young people. Have you ever had a situation where people come to you with problems, like, outside of like sports or like whatever you're teaching them and do you want to talk about that maybe 
I wow. think I would like to know are about you that. Are you auditioning <laughs> for my co-hosting? <laughs> I, just really, I just really want to know because when they teach us about like, oh, someone comes to you and shares this information, like here's what you do. But just seeing from someone else, like what do you do? And like, what's your experience with that? I'd be interested to know. Uh. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've been coaching since I graduated, so seven years ago, and it's definitely shifted because right after I graduated, those were my friends. They weren't, they were my teammates. They weren't my team members. So once I got the assistant coaching job for real, everybody was graduated by then, but it still was pretty much my family because I grew up with them. Um, But more recently, you know, once that pack of people I played with graduated, I felt, you know, more higher up. And people come to me all the time. I mean, when you have a coach who's a man in his 40s or 50s, it's just easier to talk to someone in their 20s who's a girl. And yeah, they ask for recommendation letters or they ask for advice. Uh, This past year, someone was going through depression and I had to deal with that with them. And I mean, every year there's something different. And again, that's what makes, I mean, you've been an athlete on the team. It's basically Mm -hmm. your family. And you would do anything for them. So I don't know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Gosh, that was so weird. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Really putting me (laughs) on the spot. This is going to be a random question, but what sign are you? What is your I'm a Gemini. Okay. So I'm not super into Zodiacs, but my friends are. And they told me I, well, I know I'm a Libra which is Mm -hmm. kind of similar to Gemini, but I'm my moon sign, which is your emotional side is a Gemini. So the way I intake information is logically being a Libra, you know, you're kind of weighing out the options. Whenever I get new information, I don't really react. I kind of process it and then react. So I think that's what makes me such a good listener is I kind of set myself apart from the situation and think about it logically, which is sometimes not what people want. <laughs> they don't yeah. always want a logical answer. And I realize that sometimes there is a difference between a logical answer and an emotional answer. But that's another part of my personality that I just struggle with is, okay, my fe- I feel this way, but logically I should not feel this way, but that is the way I am feeling. Right. So you don't make decisions based on your emotions. You just weigh no. out the facts and then go from there. Yeah. Interesting. And I think Geminis are the same way too, because they are like the twins. So you, yeah, I, would, I know I'm a Gemini twin. That's crazy. <laughs> Some powers or something tied to that. Oh. Gotta be. <laughs> and Aries moon. So oh, does that mean, flowy? Yeah. Chaotic emotions, which I can attest to that. But I would agree that I weigh out situations and listen to things logically I think nursing though has helped me develop my emotional intelligence a little bit more and just um notice feelings as they come and go do you know what I'm talking about like when you're meditating yes. you notice feelings as they come and go and let them let them flow and pass and understand them I think learning to do that has helped me too. noticing your emotions and understanding that they're valid but also that they will pass they don't need much more thought than that sometimes Mm -hmm. which I mean the facts are always important as someone who is a little bit nerdy I always 
love the background information and context of situations, but being vulnerable with people, I think I've learned that as well. Like I never really shared a lot with people because I didn't think it was important to like, I'm just like, do they even care about this? Like, no, just Mm. keep it to myself. But sharing small things with people, I think, like just telling people how my day was or things that happened or something that's going on is how you obviously get closer to people. Like they see that you're being vulnerable and they appreciate it. They feel that your relationship is stronger because of it, which I've obviously had to learn to do. I'm definitely someone who used to bottle up a lot and just, oh, I can deal with this on my own. So I don't really need to ask anyone else about this. But you don't always have to tell people things to learn something from them. Like you can just share to share things and, you know, let that person know that they mean enough to you to know about what's going on in your life. Yeah. And I love it when people share things about whatever is going on in their lives. But again, I don't do that. I talk about it a lot. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I probably didn't have friends to like middle school. And my mom is very outgoing. She's a Leo. She never stops talking. I love her to death, but I just don't go to her with all of my problems. And it's, I normally just bottle them up and again, have that conversation in my head with myself. Like, hey, you're feeling this way. Okay, let's find out why. And I just don't reach out to people. I just solve it within myself internally. But when I do have a big enough issue and I go to my friends with it, it's unbelievable because they're so smart and wise and caring and I love them. And I'm like, why didn't I tell you earlier? This would have been so much easier. Yeah. Even just a different perspective can be super helpful. Like I found that going to my mom with things about nursing, because obviously she's a nurse, so she can understand. I can't do this skill. Like, I'm so dumb. Like, I'm never going to get it. And she'll just be like, it's okay. Like, just... It's all going to be fine. I think that has made us closer. She's definitely helped me through a lot of that, which I appreciate. But I mean, had I never come to her about that, like I would have probably struggled for a lot longer. I'm just like, I'm so hopelessly dumb. Like I'm never going to do it, you know? Yeah. But that's good that you kind of have a tie in at least at home. Do you have a lot of nursing school friends? My friend's in uh, med school right now and she's like, so in it together and it's just something that together these long hours and the interesting characters and all these unique experiences yeah the trauma bond is definitely <laughs> it's definitely a real thing um yeah there is a certain group of people I talk to study with I mean I'm not someone that usually studies with other people but even just bonding over how much it can suck sometimes it does make you feel less alone and just asking people about things or just sharing like your doubts about things. It's like when you're in school and that someone's like, oh, I haven't started that assignment either. And it makes you feel so much better. It's it's like that. Like you just, yeah. you bond over what you're all going through and how you can relate. So I, I think it's definitely something that you shouldn't try and do alone. People who can understand what are definitely a, a huge asset, I would say. And even just having people who are behind me in the program, bonding with them over their questions and stuff and talking to people about it, it just makes you grow closer in those relationships as well. So just having that common that commonality that you can talk about, I think is nice. I think through my first years, I guess I like looking back, like I can talk about it now, I struggled so badly that I had 
to like find a solution, you know, and obviously not every day in my life is perfect. Like sometimes I'll just be feeling sad or feeling blue. That's just Mm -hmm. the nature of me. I feel my emotions very deeply, even though I don't share them all the time, but just learning, I guess, through all of it. I mean, I'm almost not at the end of my nursing journey, but at the end of my educational journey. So looking back, I, I mean, I'm glad I learned a few things, you know, I would hate to still be struggling so hard <laughs> at this concerned. late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There are some people that I see and I'm like, not that I'm one to judge, but I'm just like, hmm, they're really going to let you out there, huh? <laughs> you're, you're really going to be going out there. <laughs> How did you get through those struggles you were having in the first couple of years? Did you do anything specific or did you just take that time to set aside and kind of think things through or... Um, I think I'm someone that's very retrospective in how I learn. Like I'm not someone when it's myself that can be like, okay, this is a problem that's going on right now. Like I need to fix it. So mostly I would cope. I lived in a dorm. I would go to my classes in my dorm and that would be it. Like I would have to come back home because I was just like, I just needed to be around my family, which I think was my coping at that time in my own way and I didn't really know but just coming home often pretty much every weekend like I wouldn't do any social activities or anything like I would just come home and be in the presence of my family which I think helped me recharge a bit and as someone I guess for context I can say I was glued to Becca my whole life so it was a big change I couldn't just at night be like oh man like what a bad day have someone to talk to like I'm just alone there right so that alone feeling did linger for a while but I guess growing that relationship with myself how I talked about being bad and being by myself is enough my relationship with myself is strong enough that I can through it but also understanding that sometimes you do need other people to help you through those So you think it was a lot stemmed in just getting out of your comfort zone, which is what most people face when they're going off to college. Luckily, you didn't go too far. So you did have that option to Mm -hmm. slowly wean off of that. Yeah. And just going through all of those changes, like I didn't have a car, so I couldn't like drive anywhere to escape. Like I literally couldn't leave. And also Mm. just all of these new situations, like going into a hospital and like, okay, how am I going to get there? I don't have a car. I have to make friends so that someone can get me there. And I also, once I get there, have to introduce myself to all of the people that are there with me. And I also have to introduce myself to all of these strangers that I have to take care of. All right. So that's like a lot of social activity for someone like me who had Mm -hmm. what my sister and that was my main relationship throughout my whole high school, middle school, my whole career as a human, basically. So just even getting used to, it's such an extroverted profession when you look at it. Yeah. For a long time, I couldn't even go into a room and introduce myself. Like I would literally just take notes on the patient chart and hope that was enough to answer my professor's questions. They're like, did you go in the room? Like, did you meet your patient? Did you help them wash up? And I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that eventually. One day, (laughs) one day they're going to know I'm taking care of them. So just getting through that and becoming a little bit more extroverted, I think helped my social skills a lot and my coping skills. Cause now it's just like, it's something I take for granted as someone, like I've been in STNA, like I've gotten some experience, like I'm just like, Hey, like 
got me taking care of you like how's it going like but it is strange to look back where like and everyone was like that which was comforting like no one wanted to go into a patient room in the beginning which is crazy to think about but yeah just being thrown into that situation was just a huge stress on my body so looking back seeing that I've survived all of that is good for me I guess heck yeah <laughs> just man interesting to think about I think yeah, I know. When I, I heard that you were going into nursing, I was a bit surprised because as I mentioned before, and as you know, you were very talented as an artist. And to think of this very shy girl I knew as a freshman going into nursing where it's a lot of conversations, a lot of strangers. It was interesting, but I'm glad you really are coming out of your shell and learning to enjoy it in your own special way. Yeah. And obviously my art is something that always is going to be my comfort and something that I hold very dear to my heart. But I do, I am very glad with my decision because pushing myself every day to connect with people, I've learned that it's something that I'm good at and can enjoy. It's like, oh, I, in high school, it's like, oh, I draw pictures. Like I am good at tests. Like, okay, like that's great. But I feel like, I don't know, social skills as someone who didn't have them for so long. Mm -hmm. It's something that you're really glad to have when you think about all the times you didn't have them. I mean, I'm still someone where like, obviously I can be a bit awkward. No one's perfect in every situation, but I, those things stick with me, right? Like you do something stupid and you think about it for so long. I don't have short-term memory when it comes to that. So maybe that can be something to me on. Take advice on that. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> um, I have like no recollection of anything I've done embarrassing so I don't know how to really? advise you on that I'm opposite maybe it's the fact that I don't care if it's embarrassing I will actively do it because it's embarrassing probably okay I can understand that but also I'm like oh my god I've had so many moments where like you go to walk a different way as someone and you both step the same way that stuff haunts me Really? That's yes. very common thing. I don't want to yes. laugh at your insecurity, but just so you know, we all do that. Yeah, I think understanding that, but I have to convince myself, like, that's a completely normal thing. Like, it's not anything to be, like, worried about. It's okay. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people do get anxious about that, though. That's social anxiety for you. Just these mundane day-to-day -day things that happen in your in bed at night, thinking, oh my god, what right. do I do? They remember right. me. They know my social security number. <laughs> yeah. They know my address. They're coming for me. Yeah. So this yeah. is one event that happened for 30 seconds out of the day, and your life will continue to go on. Yeah. I think that was part of why it was so hard for me, too, right? So I'm someone that is already awkward and now I'm nervous about the fact that I'm awkward so in the beginning it's like okay you make a bed like you wash someone up like that's fine but now you got to give them medication right so it's a little bit higher stakes here like what you're gonna maybe fold the fold the sheet wrong okay that's fine but especially with injections and stuff like I'm not like, trying to talk about anything gross but I would literally go in there and I would not be able to unpackage pills or hold them because my hands would shake so bad. And that was something that still sometimes happens to me when I'm doing something new. I think that was something that I really struggled to get over. And I did have professors who were like, I don't know how to help you. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you and why you can't do this. So that part of it made it especially tough. But even just like, yeah, your professor's there with you. You're not going to really hurt anyone. But just 
doing it in front of someone and everyone's watching you and oh my goodness like am I gonna drop it like and then the professor's gonna have to go get a new pill and oh my goodness gracious yeah. <laughs> it gets intense especially when you're new at it and your professor asks you questions about what you're doing in front of the person and it's like okay now they know I'm dumb on top of all of it so it's just it was a lot to handle for a while but you know you sort of get used to it you get more comfortable I've actually like had to when I deal with certain skills like sometimes I'm just like okay like sometimes my hands get shaky so now I just stabilize my hands somewhere that's just something I learned I mean I don't know if it's still I get nervous anymore but I still sometimes have that reaction so just dealing with that and this is the way I do things and that's fine has been something that I've had to realize I suppose yeah, I mean, I think when you're ever you're in any new environment, you lack confidence and that's what is kind of feeding into your anxiety. It's just doing it enough, repeating it enough to get that confidence within yourself. And I'm sure you've talked to your friends about it and I'm sure they felt the same way and maybe just mm-hmm. have a little more control to not express it as physically as that maybe. Right. Yeah. And once I developed those kind of skills a little bit more, like my confidence talking to people and stuff increased as well so in the beginning I was always like my critique was always you're not confident when you do things like you don't do things you're sure of what you're doing you know the answer you know what to do you're just not confident in it and as I progressed and learned it more I was just like that critique kind of stuck with me but I guess I just developed on my own but I would always you have to self-evaluate as well when you're in nursing. So I'm just like, I'm always writing confidence, confidence, confidence. And one day my professor was like, I don't really think you lack confidence. Do you? And I was just like, I guess kind of it was so in my head that everyone thought I wasn't confident that it did kind of get to me a little bit until one day I developed all those skills and then I wasn't having a lack of confidence anymore. But I still thought I did because everyone else thought I did. So that was an interesting realization as well. She was just like, you talk to people fine. Like, I don't think you lack confidence at all. I'm like, hmm, all right. (laughs) After hearing it for so long and then hearing the opposite, you're like, maybe you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I am a little bit extroverted. You're on to something there. (laughs) Anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I don't know. I think we did pretty good. Made some good stuff. Is it time for my quote? Yes, it's time for your quote. I've been waiting anxiously. Whip it out. Here's my quote. And it's Marcus Aurelius. He was a Roman emperor. It's Greek. But the rough translation of it is, the universe is change. Life is opinion. So the only thing that's constant is you and the fact that you're going to die. Basically, the point of it. So everything is what you make of it which I think is a great philosophy. Everything is your reaction to it and how you deal with it. Was it a good one? Yeah, it was somewhat depressing, but I'm on board. But everybody dies. Something that can be comforting, I find. The only sure thing in life, besides the fact that you're stuck with yourself your whole life, you're the only constant, so. Might as well deal with yourself. I, uh, my quote's kind of similar, but not really. All right, hit me with it. All right. It's uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. A moment's insight is sometimes worth a life's experience. Mm. So yeah, it does. It kind of goes along. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. similar. Yeah, they're holding hands in what they mean, I think. Or at least like touching a little bit. 
<laughs> pinkies. Yeah. Just like an awkward where one's like the opposite way though. Mm. Like it's like a little bit weird. Like they're almost there to be yeah. cohesive. But if you see it, it's like, oh. Yeah. All right. Rachel, thank you so much to one reaching out. I will never thank you enough for reaching out. It's so good oh, to talk course. to you. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I am so proud of you and happy for you. And you've turned into such a beautiful human being. And I love you. And it was so good Aww. to talk to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Everything you have to offer me and this world. I appreciate Aww. it. Thank you. Another huge thank you to Rachel for not only sitting down and having this conversation with me, but for reaching out in the first place and supporting me through this whole thing. And I've really valued having you back in my life. Advice to you guys listening, if there was someone out there who always supported you and made you feel better about yourself and you don't really talk to them anymore, just go ahead and reach out. What's the worst that could happen? Say, hey, how you doing? It's been really valuable to have those people and it's okay to share that sometimes. For those of you who listened through this whole thing and were here for me this whole time, I cannot thank you enough for your support. You know how much it means to me. And uh, I'll leave you guys with one last quote. The whole quote that started it all. Be curious, not judgmental. And until season two, hopefully that's a thing. I'll try to bring it back once I have some more free time. Follow me on Instagram for updates at Podcast. If you're interested in maybe sitting down and having a conversation, please let me know. And always remember to love your future self.